0: Hello and welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. We are back. It's been a it's been a while. I'll admit, but we are back for another podcast. We've got lots to get through today. Uh, We're going to be talking all things Premier League, including Liverpool's injury crisis, Manchester United's defending, the price of pay-per-view. That's all still to come. But before we go any further, I just need to give you a quick warning that the following podcast is recorded live and unscripted and may contain some strong language and topics that some people might not like. You can also join in the conversation by following us on Twitter and our Instagram at PLFanPodcast. Sit back, enjoy, and we're going to crack on with the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Premier League Fan Podcast. Um, Chris joined by Joe, Tom, and Tro- and Troy. Hello, boys. How are you? Hello. We Hello. it's been a it's been a good few it's been a good few weeks since we've been on, and I you know I want to apologize to the one viewer because I'm sure you've been sat there waiting for a podcast, but trying to tie us for well four. Desperate. It's, it's, you know, it's it's a little bit of a little bit of a mission, isn't it? But um, I mean, a lot has happened. So we've got a lot to talk about. i um, going to be racking our memories a bit today um, and try and cover as much as we can. But I mean, first things first, we're in another lockdown. But um, so obviously we are back on Skype uh, with, you know, we're doing the podcast via are, uh uh via skype i mean I, th- I think i mean is joe frozen already are you there joe
1: i'm here can
0: oh you are me? here no you just look a little bit frozen to me but it's all know. right, I'm all right. right. I'm as, here. as long as you can hear us then that's all all right that's all all right so i can um, hear you don't worry good good good, good. <laughs> um so obviously lockdown uh but the football's still on which is fantastic uh really good um we're going to start off by talking a little bit about um, the decision to move premier league games to pay-per-view um what uh we will start we'll start with um start with Troy. Troy what was your initial thought when you heard of the um situation that they were going to be moving to pay-per-view i i get that they have to do pay-per-view
2: i get it because obviously you, you can't cover more games um for, for, for no additional price it's, it's obviously going to cost these companies time and, and money to provide coverage but i think the the issue for a lot of people isn't with the fact that they're having to pay for it it's the amount that they're paying um you know 15 yeah. 15 quid per game to watch
0: you know to watch 90 minutes of football is absolutely ridiculous um I and it's not it's, just that; it's 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 the pretty poor games as well that are on there. You know, the 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 one-alls and. I mean, that that can't be helped because it's it's the games that weren't picked up originally.
2: But if 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 it was just priced at a fiver, or you know something something affordable, there wouldn't have been this much outrage. Like five pounds to watch the game of football, I think most people would say fair enough. But the fact <laughs> that they've charged 15 quid i know i know it's not it's not the bt or sky sky sports is fault necessarily it's the, the government's fault for they're the one that they're the
0: ones that have enforced it but yeah tom tom what did you make of it
3: uh yeah i think i agree with troy is very very expensive and i think as well when it was first announced there was a lot of talk about bt and sky you know basically trying to get as much money as they can for showing these games but then it turned out I saw an article where it actually turned out that BT and Sky don't get any extra money all that money just I think goes to the Premier League who it's the Premier League who've made that decision to go pay-per-view so it's not going to any of the clubs it's not going to any of Sky Sports or BT Sport who actually produce these shows and put on the games it's just going to the Premier League. And it's just very much the Premier League just trying to get as much money as possible without actually helping any clubs, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree. I mean, obviously, at the moment, of, um, I mean, I'm watching the Bournemouth Games in the Championship and I'm paying, you know, the ones that aren't on TV, I'm paying £10 a, a go. but you know I'm streaming that through an AFC Bournemouth streaming facility and you get the impression that the, the you know I mean it, it might be wrong I might be completely talking about my ass here but it, I get the impression that the money's somewhat going towards the club but you just don't really get that with the new pay-per-view system um Joe if do you think if the situation was reversed and um you guarantee that a percentage of the money was going to the clubs do you, would would you think you as a football fan would want to pay 15 quid um, do you think it's the sum of money that's that's the problem or do you think it's where it's going?
1: I think it's a bit both, really. I mean, you want some of the money to go to your club. That's why you're watching the football. If you were to go to your club to watch the football and pay for your ticket, it's going to the club, which is essentially what it is. You're paying for a ticket to watch your football team play. So, yes, some of the money should go to your club. Um, £15 pounds is simply too much. It's It's just too much money. Especially, I mean, I think they may have reversed the decision. I think has come out recently.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think this this okay. week nothing official's come out though, has it? I mean, I, it's, it's, yeah, has anybody got yeah. any any anything anybody in the know as to what's happened? Because I haven't really looked a lot into it.
3: Yeah, there was an announcement I today. I think that they've reversed it and they're looking into
0: alternative options. Okay, yeah. so let's, so let's 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 take that alternative option. Um, you know, obviously nothing's come out in concrete yet if if, you, if if us four i mean i think us four should be the powers that be to be honest with you i mean th- the fact we haven't been asked on this committee uh in the premier league yet i mean i think you know <laughs> we, we, we should have been we, we been. must be only a couple of listeners away from from being that that in I heard, in, in, in that kind three.
1: if you get three listeners i heard then yeah you get on the committee so well there you go what's there the,
0: you go so what's the there, there, is,
1: there is no
2: realistic alternative other than just to lower the prices because, as as we've said, BT, Sky Sports, Amazon, whoever picks up these games, there's production value. So yeah, 100%. And, and you're right. Some of the money has to go to the club, um, but nobody's going to pay £15. Pounds. So the only option is to reduce, reduce the price.
1: Or, you know, the thing is people are going to be recording the games that you think you get highlights of football matches anyway so games are always record especially premier league it's always going to be filmed so i get what you say about companies needing the money but they're filming it anyway they're going to be there anyway so and, and
0: yeah, and and to be honest with you, I mean, look at look at, looking back at you know, looking at what AFC Bournemouth are doing and other Championship clubs and football league clubs, you know, they're they're taking what essentially is just going to be their highlights anyway, and they're just giving it to their, you know, giving it to their fans. You know, we don't necessarily need to hear Martin Tyler and Gary Neville sat there analyzing the game. You know, if you're a true football fan, you sit there and you just watch it. With however it comes, really. Um, why, don't, why don't they just do that
2: then? Why don't they take the championship, um, you know, what they're doing the championship with Premier League clubs? You know, because most, if not all, Premier League sides have their own sort of, like, main MU TV and Arsenal TV and all that. So, why th- yeah, so the, I guess there is, the alternative is to host them on their own individual club websites, pay yeah. five or a game where most if not all of the money goes to the club and the club themselves will employ commentators and and all of that
0: so yeah that makes sense so that's um you so say obviously we've got you know we'll take we'll take us, us as a collective here so troy and tom say say you had the option to watch the game on man united tv for eight pound a game. Do you think that's still unreasonable or do you think that's better? How would you feel if that was the situation?
3: Personally if I was if I knew where that money was going and it was going to the club to you know to support the club then I think I would probably pay that but that's just me
0: personally. I mean yeah Troy's nodding. Joe what about you? Would you watch... (laughs) £8 a game, or do you still think that's too much? Do you think it should be a fiver or even lower?
1: Um, no, I think £8 is reasonable for a match. I mean, I guess for us, it's potentially, it's different because we're big clubs. They're usually on television anyway. Um, yeah. So £8 seems reasonable. I guess if you're lower down the table, potentially, if you're pay, playing, let's say, five games in a month, you know, or whatever, maybe then it's not as reasonable cuz that's actually a lot of money you know coming into the month on top of your mm. subscriptions that you already have so i i suppose it does depend where, where which team you're supporting as well there that's but a really good think,
0: that's a really good point as well isn't uh, it you know um you know if you're if if you're a fan of the big 6 you know uh, you know arsenal man united liverpool chelsea those those teams you're not going to necessarily need to worry too much about the pay-per-view because those are going to naturally going to be the games that are being selected. Um, do, do you think there should be a way of having a certain element of so many games per team on Sky? I mean, but then it's, it, it's not, that, that's not fair on Sky then, is it really? You know, they're, they're trying to get as many viewers as they can. Um,
3: I think this is why it should be run by, each individual club should run their own structure uh for it and they they could all have their own pricing like the the smaller teams and i think it's more understandable for the smaller teams either lower down in the premier league or in the championship or lower leagues to charge a bit more um uh, because they need that money and it's you know and i think fans would be more understanding of that as well um yeah so, and when you consider an now tv day pass as well is about eight pounds So instead of paying that to Sky Sports or to Sky for an LTV pass, if you pay that directly to your club to help them keep running and also to see the game, I think that's, you know, fans would be happy with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, very true. Well, obviously, as as we said this week, it's being re- it's being reviewed, it's being looked at. Hopefully, by the next time that we do a podcast, we'll have um, a better out view of, of how this is going to look. Obviously, we've we've gone into a second lockdown. The 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 fact that we're going to be back in stadiums, isn't look like it's very likely. So hopefully you know we they should get this reviewed and obviously if you are listening the powers at be the four of us are available if you want our opinions um nobody asked <laughs> us for our opinions but we give them anyway um that's how the podcast works um okay so we're gonna move on now um we gotta go to the ad break we haven't got luke here we haven't got the, we haven't got we haven't got luke to completely and utterly balls this up um <laughs> <What>? <laughs> luke, here. the break so Luke what Luke is not here, yeah. He, uh, uh, Villa Villa haven't done well this last two weeks, so you <laughs> know, he, he only comes on when they're doing well. Who's gonna say it? Tom. What are we doing now? Cue the music. <laughs> We're cueing the music. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> this episode of the Premier League fan podcast is sponsored by our podcast provider, Anchor. Now, Anchor is a free app that you can download on your iPhone or iPad or any of your mobile phones. It is free to use and it has everything you need to create your own podcast. Now, trust me, if the four of us idiots can use it, anyone can use it. It's so easy. Go to Anchor FM to start your podcast today. Now, sit back and enjoy the Premier League Fan Podcast. <laughs> Okay, so thank you know, thank you for for listening to that ad. We now have two p in the kitty. Um, hopefully, one day we'll have enough for a keg or a or a crate of beer. Or um, we can buy our own club. Or, or a pint or or, a, or just a pint for us we to share. <laughs> a, a quarter can, pint each.
2: Uh, you know what we could do, we could pay for Laura Woods' appearance fee on this podcast.
0: Yes, I tell you what. Before we move on. This is something that Troy is really pushing, and I'm sure Laura Woods listens to the podcast. Um, I'm sure she, why not? I mean, why wouldn't she? But Laura Woods has been appearing on um, some different podcasts recently. Troy, I want to throw to you just for ten seconds to appeal to Laura Woods. Now, what would you like to say to Laura Woods? Because she's clearly listening.
2: Right. Yeah. Laura Woods. Woodsy. <laughs> whatever. Whatever else you want to be called. <laughs> This is the best Premier League fan podcast you could ever hope to be on. This will propel you into stardom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think she needs. I think she needs a little boost as well, Troy. I mean, I completely agree. She needs us, doesn't she? That I was mean, convincing. I'm not being funny, but if she wants to get on Super Sunday, she needs to start boosting her profile, and this is we're the ticket to that. So you know yeah maybe
1: one of us could
0: go on and maybe one of us you know and plus we really want to meet you laura woods we think you're an inspiration um (laughs) um so yeah laura woods if you're listening get in touch come on the podcast we're going to talk a little bit so obviously it's been a it's been a several weeks since we've done one of these as i said it's been there's been a lot going on personally for us um we've just finally got together and decided to do a podcast so I'm going to take you right the way back to three, maybe four weeks ago. Um, the title of this um, podcast originally was going to be Merseyside madness because we're going to go right back to the Merseyside Derby. And I want to talk a little bit about some VAR decisions and we'll talk about other VAR decisions, but we're going to start with a big one. Um, Virgil van Dijk's um, injury and Virgil van Dijk's um obviously he's out for the season first of all red card yellow card nothing nothing was given we'll start with joe joe what do you think what did you think of the tackle what do you think of the challenge and what would you have given it if you were in sopley park having a look
1: for me it's just so obvious like red straight away and I just can't wrap my head around how he's gotten away with it because they said, I think what they said is that because the whistle had blown or they were looking at something else, weren't they? I can't remember what they were looking at before. Yeah.
0: They were. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we are racking our memory, but it was because there was an offside call. so So technically play would have stopped, but,
1: so how, does, how does, it how
0: does, so, how does that play in. Do you remember all those years ago when, was it Eden Hazard kicked a ball boy? Do you remember that?
1: But this, do you the know whistle, what? It's not the even,
0: whistle had blown, but that was still a red.
1: But this is the thing, and this is what sprung to my head straight away, <laughs> because it's happened this season, because Man United got a penalty after the final whistle, which we discussed <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> so, but how can they say, oh... Uh,
2: offside so actually we're not going to look at that yeah Uh, what I can't with that decision right you're in the you're in Soppery Park and you're looking at the the offside decision you know fine that decision's made it it is irrelevant whether or not that's an offside or not that that should be completely irrelevant as to whether or not the tackle is a red card offence just because the whistle's gone or because it's offside doesn't give you free reign to punch someone in the head.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the, and the thing is, if Jordan Pitchford, if Jordan Pickford have come out, you know, like he does, he looks like he's already had a few WKDs too many already. But if he, if if he comes out and headbutts Virgil van Dyke, that's a red card, that's dangerous. And I think, you Know Graham Soonest. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of, of his work, uh, but but Graham Soonest came out and said that it was not, it was pretty much an assault. Would um, love to Graham Soonest to come on the podcast. Correct? I would love Graham Soonest to come on the pod, and I'll tell you what, Roy Keane as well. If you're on, we'd love we'd love to get a bit of you on here. We've, but then again, we've already got a grumpy Man United fan, so we don't really need another <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> um Tom. I mean, obvious, obvious question for you, Tom. Again, is it a red card? Do you think? it Do you think? I mean, what, what did you think when you f- first saw it? This isn't. This shouldn't be debatable. It's not. It's
3: I, I 100% agree with what's been said. It's a red. Yeah. There's no way they shouldn't be looking at it.
0: Just, yeah, completely. The thing is, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Tom, but but you know, Troy, Troy came in and said this shouldn't be debatable. The fact that it wasn't given as a red card means that we have to debate it. You know, you are completely right. It shouldn't have been a situation where we're sat here debating whether it should be a red card, because it was clearly a red. But we have to debate it, because the referee did not even give a yellow. Um, did, they ever, did they come out and say, because, you know, sometimes with these decisions, they, they come out and give explanations. Did they ever do
2: that with this? I don't think, yeah.
0: so. I don't think so. I mean, I haven't heard anything. Has anybody else?
3: I think on the actual during the match or like during halftime after it had happened, I think they said like a statement from Stockley Park or something saying because the offside call happened first and it therefore wasn't part of the play. So he wasn't allowed to look at
0: the red card. He only could look at the offside. But again, but again this is another example of VAR completely spoiling you know the game and you know we're in a situation now where I mean, I'm, I know your your heart's broken but none of us here would want anything bad to happen to a player you know we're in a situation now where Virgil van Dijk is out for the entire season and nothing happened about it you know it's not it's not fair and it's not right um later on down the line in the same game we had um a goal ruled off for offside um Obviously, I sent you guys a picture earlier today of, of the offside decision. If you guys are listening to this on the podcast, I'll stick a picture of it on our social media um, and, and, and get, 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 what, get what you say. Obviously, it's been a few weeks since that actually happened. But I'll be honest with you, the more I look at the Saudi Omane offside call, I can't see it offside. Does anybody have any disagreements with me? Literally literally where do you draw the line because you look at that
2: the line doesn't even, it doesn't even look straight if you look if you look at the screenshot it's everywhere it doesn't even look in like you know with with the uh you know with the, the box the
0: line, it doesn't look straight. and i'll be honest with you I'm, I'm sat here looking at it right now on my phone <laughs> and i'm and i'm in a situation where I can't even see any part of Saudi Mane's ha- body that's that's even touching any any bit of that line. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but again, I think it's just another ludicrous decision that's that's going too far. And I'm sure there's been loads, you know, there's been several at this season, but that one for me, I think that's the worst one I've seen yet. What happened to the I, attackers' advantage? It, if, if 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 it's
2: anything, it's level. I completely agree. Hey.
1: Oh, I will just yeah, having a look. It just doesn't make any sense. Like You can see on the photo there, like you said, Sadio is not even touching that line that they've drawn on him. Mm. And it's like, well, then obviously that's not where he stood. And the thing is, if
0: you even look at the picture, I mean, obviously I do apologise to the one listener. You can't see the context that we have, but I will put it on the social media so you can go have a look. Um, if anything, he's closer to the blue line. And the blue yeah. line is... Onside it's just a completely ludicrous decision and ruled out I mean it was a fantastic goal I mean you had a you know you had a, a no look pass and then an incredible finish um, by Jordan Henderson who I'm a big fan of um, <laughs> really. uh, but but yeah I mean I, I think that's absolutely ludicrous and you know VAR but one thing I will say about VAR, which we were talking about last season, which we've got a little bit more of this season, is referees are going to the screen more, which I think is better.
1: As they should. Yeah. As it should. And you know what? I, I would love to get in the in the prem, because I saw videos of it. I think it was, may have been Australian or New Zealand League or something. It's getting the refs mic'd up. When it comes to decisions like that, give all the viewers the conversation that they're having between VAR and the ref so that we understand why they've got. If they said, what well, if they were doing that Sadio Mane side? You had a VAR who said, right, I'm going to draw the line from his elbow. It's going this way because of the, you know, this is how it works for, because of this. And it turned out, you know, and then we're just like, oh, okay, right, that makes sense. And, suddenly, and that's the thing, a... isn't it? Yeah. It's understanding, isn't it? It's the yeah.
0: understanding of the rule. If we understood it, us as fans might be a little bit. We wouldn't have to have these conversations all the time. Exactly. I think that's a very, very valid
1: point. Um, you get the same cricket as well. They do a um, review, and and then everything is talked through, and until the final decision, and it just makes it so much better for the viewer.
0: Well, watching. I mean, watching the Champions League, I know. Troy this is a Premier League fan podcast before you get your knickers in a twist um, but <laughs> let's get back on subject <laughs> sorry the, the the Premier League police is in today
1: you're not um, you're not keen. I wonder why Troy's not keen on talking about champions League right now well
0: we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that in a minute but
1: <laughs> but one 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 thing one thing I heard uh, One thing
0: from the Liverpool game that I watched uh, uh, this week is you could hear they had a microphone in the dugout so that um, you could hear the managers talk to the fourth official. And that's that in itself was fascinating to hear Jurgen Klopp completely. Well, go in on the fourth official about a penalty shout, especially when they're five nil up for four five nil up, you know, it's incredible, but yeah, I mean, a little bit more of that would be great.
1: But yeah, I agree.
0: Okay. Um, Right. So now we're going to move on. And one thing, one thing we need to talk a little bit about. You know, we're going back to the Virgil Van Dyke situation, Liverpool's injury situation, um, especially in the defensive part. You know, we've got Virgil Van Dyke, Joel Matip, Fabinho, all with injuries out. Um, Liverpool's defense has really been tested. Allison's been out. Allison's now um, back in. Um, do we feel? That, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the last Premier League. Do we feel? Do, do we feel like the Premier League is anybody's at the moment? How, how do we feel this could impact the season?
2: Well, annoyingly, Liverpool still getting getting the results, aren't they, in the Premier League, even without even without the uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, they,
0: they had a young lad in centre back uh, against West Ham last weekend, uh, Nathaniel Phillips. It had a really great debut but uh, you know you can't you know th- th- that experience in center in center back you know you've got uh, Gomez in there at the moment I d- you know it's it's it, they are still grinding out results but i just feel like that's such an important position for liverpool you know they play so high especially the wingers they play so high up the pitch that you really need a solid center back and also even that CDM role you know fabinho was in it I think that's that's really vital, and I think they are going to concede some real sloppy goals. Um, I think, you know, yeah, yeah. Carry, carry I think I think out of the
2: typical top four or even top six, Liverpool obviously still doing the best. Um, teams like obviously United, even City, um, Arsenal, they've they're all not doing particularly well in the Premier League. Um,
0: I'd say any any Liverpool out of that lot uh, actually performing with any consistency. Well, Jamie Carragher came out in the press today actually and said even even with the slow start that Liverpool and Man City have had, he still very much doubts it's going to be anybody else winning the title apart from them two. Yeah. Tom, okay. Tom, Tom, do you feel do you feel anybody else could be in contention for the title? <sighs> if anybody
3: i'd probably say maybe tottenham do you they know what i completely very agree very yeah. consistent and i mean i think they've only faced united out of the rest of the big six so far and absolutely destroyed them but that was united so i don't think we can really apply that to any sort of standard um but yeah like tottenham I've uh, been very impressed with them so far. But Jay, like say uh, other than that, I think, yeah, probably Liverpool City, or City or Tottenham would be the only ones challenging.
0: Here's an opinion I want to hear. Joe, do you think Tottenham can win the the Premier League title?
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think they could win the Prem. Um I do think that They are possibly right now, you know, they're going to finish around that area. They'll challenge, I think. Uh, They love to bottle it, um, as we know. I don't think they've got the team to win it, um, personally. They haven't got the depth. Um, If they lose Kane, if they lose Son for any amount of time, then that's, you know, a little bit game over for them. Um, That's the only reason I say so. They're starting eleven. Keep them healthy, then yes. Um, I also like that. I think Chelsea can push it as well.
0: Yeah, and 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 you know what? There's three clubs that I think, as far as consistency is concerned, they've 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 had a start where it's fantastic, not so great, fantastic, and a real roller coaster. And it's got to be you know Spurs, Chelsea, and somewhat Arsenal. Someone made a very good point about Arsenal, Joe, and I want to get your opinion on this. Um, you know, going back to the snooze fest which was manchester united versus arsenal oh my god i mean i I, guys i i sat there and watched it with these two man united fans and it was a slow day it was a slow game but (laughs) one thing that the the, one thing that that the 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 sky sports pundits were saying is that you could see an identity with with arsenal joe do you still feel like you can see an identity and what's going on at arsenal
1: do you know, what? I I can. There's a few things that I still question, um, for sure. Um, but I can, and I think he's sorting the right bits out first. Everyone for years has complained about our defence, and Arsenal fans just love complaining is the issue. So we've sorted out a defence. We've got the best defensive record currently at the, in the Prem, which is unheard of for Arsenal Football Club. Uh, is that well, true? Recent- well, yeah is that a true stat wow that's incredible didn't know yeah. that carry on we've considered the least amount of goals um uh with seven currently um bearing in mind we played liverpool and city away as well um in that time um and then people you know they're complaining they're like we're not scoring enough but it's like well our test is t- focused on the defense you know and then they're complaining we're not shooting and then we go and lose against leicester jamie vardy you know does what he does best against Arsenal. But we had, I think, 11 shots in the first half, so we started getting our shots away. Evidently, we lost, so fans are going to be upset, but they just love complaining. I think we have got an identity. I think Partey looks unbelievable, and as soon as he grows a bit more into the game, linking up with different people, you'll start to see what Arteta's got in mind, I think.
0: And I'll tell you what, one thing, I, one thing... I mean, I think, I think you're completely right, Joe. I think it's a situation where you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. With this rebuild for Arsenal, you know, you've got to focus on one thing and get that nailed before you move on to something else, rather than frantic management where, you know, you try and improve certain locations and it just doesn't work. Um, And that really does bring me on to Manchester United. Um...
3: (laughs) I was literally just about to say, I think it's the exact opposite has happened at Man United. (laughs) Yeah, they're not fixing anything, really. And then, whereas Arteta, and like you say, the rebuild, that was the whole thing with Oli, was that we're going to give him time, he's going to rebuild, and, you know, we're going to improve over time kind of thing. But there's been no signs of improvement. If anything, we're going backwards. Whereas with Arsenal and Arteta, it's, you can see that progression, like, week on week. They are getting better. And you can see it coming together
0: more also in recruitment though you can see it in the recruitment yeah whereas i don't think yeah. you can see it troy obviously you know the recruitment at arsenal has been very specific and been very in mean, it just you just don't get that in man united do you
2: i look at manchester united and i honestly couldn't tell you what style of football we're playing there's i there is no you look, you watch the games there's absolutely nothing about them they're not they don't fly down the wings like a lot of attacking teams like liverpool do they they're slow in the build up play they pass sideways a lot you, you look at maguire like in in the arsenal game with maguire there are a couple of times where he, he was running forwards like and we were getting excited but then he would stop Stop, you know, stop with the ball, and then just pass backwards again or sideways. That's a and sick move.
0: Bring. It's it's yeah. also you know we we put it on our social media today and said you know something we're going to talk about, but and I know it's Champions League, but I think a real highlight, not a highlight, but a, a real indication of just how far away Man United are. Champions League in the week, you can't have a 35 year old Demba Ba. <laughs> Forget Chris. Forget Champions League. Sunday League team doesn't do that. Exactly. That Sunday team
2: doesn't leave. We're, we're not. We're not. We're not pushing for an equalizer in the 90th minute. We're in. The, you know. We're in the, the. We're in the first
0: half. And that's, and and that's not, the we've, thing. We've left nobody back. It's <laughs> amateur. It really is, and I tell you, I tell you who I feel sorry for is Dean Henderson. You know, Dean Henderson's come from a Sheffield United side which has been really well drilled and really well defended. You know, Sheffield United last season, not so much this season, have been really compact. I bet he thinks I'm going to come to Man United. I'm going to come to one of the best teams in the world, and he he stood there on in the what the t- t- 15th minute, like where where are all my defenders? You know, it's you, you, you've got to think. Well, for, for a young goalkeeper who's trying to get in the England setup, it's hard enough as it is because he's got to deal with Popperdom hands. I mean, David De Gea. <laughs> but. Um, I've, I've said this in previous podcasts. That
2: the one area that we needed to improve was central defence. We didn't do We've bought players in like Van der Beek who look good when they play. Um, that aren't starting in a, in a central midfield role where we've got, we've got plenty of midfielders. We don't need any more where we do need to strengthen is defense and specifically central defense. And people are talking about having a a partner for Maguire, but when Maguire's playing as he is, he should be the one being replaced. And you've got people like Ake, Nathan Ake who's, you know who Manchester City signed, who won't play, who won't be starting every game. And you just think, why didn't United try and sign him, or if they did, why didn't they try harder? Because he would
0: have, he would have played every game. It's not just Nathan Ake. I think if you look all the way down the Premier League, you know, there's fantastic defenders. Because I'm not being funny, Manchester United are in a position where, I mean, Joe, feel free to back me up here. I know, you know, we both love to slag off Man United. Um, But, (laughs) you know, we're in a situation where we're not looking for creative central defenders. We're just looking for good old fashioned central defenders who can defend, you know, and there's some great you know Lewis Dunk down there you know Lewis Dunk was linked with with Chelsea and you know there's there's loads of there's you know Tyro Mings I'm sure Luke would love that but I think Tyro Mings would be a really good fit for for Man Utd someone I, who can defend
1: I've mentioned it before as well um so I probably sound like a broken record but for the life of me I cannot work out why Manchester United didn't try harder to sign Gabriel because he's been yeah. class for us and he cost us 27 million United went in and said, We'll give you 40. And and that's him. that's a played. bargain, really, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> that is a well, bargain. It's a at the moment. I mean, it's, it's too early. To, I'm not going to sit here and say he's unreal because he's played a few Get you know. But from what I've seen, he looks, he looks solid. And he's the type of person that United should have just been like, We need a central defender. He's left footed. We've been looking for ages for a left footed centre back. We're going to give you 40, 50 mil for this guy. You, you know, and and that would have solved you know its issue. Instead it's you've got
0: instead instead you've got Van der Beek sat on the bench, looking like he's upset because he's not playing any games. And realistically they don't need him, do they? I mean I know I love this by the way, Joe. I love the fact that we're completely going in on Man United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's well, just, the being an being Arsenal an, fan is Cavani
2: me, who's sat on the bench doing absolutely nothing, <laughs> nothing as well. <laughs>
1: I can't believe you've got Cavani. I, st- I don't understand why you got Cavani. I'll
0: tell, I tell you one thing, you know, it's talk, talking a little bit about defenders and, you know, we're going to swiftly come off of Man United now. I'm sure you'll be glad to hear it. But we want to talk a little bit about Chelsea. You know, Chelsea have, have had really terrible issues with their defence and, you know, they've brought in, you know, uh, Silva and, and all of that. But, I mean, their goalkeeper, it's been fundamental. He's come, into the, he's come into that team. He hasn't, I mean, is, is am I right in thinking he hasn't conceded a goal yet? Or has he conceded one goal? I mean, what's the situation there? But it's, okay, He's, it's, he's it, kept five clean sheets in a row, I think. That's incredible. Yeah. That's an incredible for a team that's, for a team that's, you know, had that was notorious for leaking goals last season, it just goes to show, though, that one player can make the difference. I think it happened with Liverpool with Virgil Van Dyke. Um, obviously Allison came in and really cemented that. You know, now you've got Man United. Do you think it's going to take one player, boys, or do you think it's going to take a few? I was just going to say, like, I wouldn't even say it's just him because
2: Kurt Zuma, who's not really had a, much of a chance at Chelsea. Is has out on loan at various different clubs. He's done really well this season for the chances that he's had. Yeah,
1: Maybe. that's
0: very true. Yeah. That's a very good
1: performance.
0: Ben Chilwell's come in. Yeah, that's very true, yeah. actually. Yeah, we, well, we yeah, I've, it would probably be unfair to just talk about um, Mendy, but, you know, a, a real fantastic start for a goalkeeper, you know. Well, yeah, completely. Yeah, much improved. And you've, you've
2: got
1: to worry for uh, Kappa now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah whereas, well he'll be he'll be cup he keeper now, won't he? Although he didn't play in the cup, I don't think. I think Bendy did, but
0: yeah. I think I think that was because of um, injury, wasn't it, though, Joe? I think I think he, he oh, was to it? try and get yeah, I think to try and get his fitness up. They did that, but yeah, I mean Chelsea are doing fantastic, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, so uh, we so obviously I've been I've, we're very aware that this has been very top six heavy. Today and you know we we do apologise to the to the one listener we don't know who you support. I'd say big six, Chris, not top six. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> the big the big six then yeah the big six. Let's look a little bit towards the bottom of the of the table and and sort of mid table. Um, first Sheffield, Burnley, West Brom, all still in the relegation zone. It really isn't going well for those three. Obviously, Fulham aren't aren't too far away from it. I mean, I think I think when we did the the pre-season special, those names were in and around the bottom. I think I put Burnley to go down as well. And 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 that situation, it's lacking creativity. Does anybody see a way out for any of those four clubs, or do you think it's pretty much destined? Um, I think Sheffield have enough. I think
2: Sheffield have enough. I think in the in my prediction, I I did put them to do nowhere near as well as last season, but I I I think they're still a strong enough squad to not be around there come the end of the season. Um, I I know I know Villa are doing well at the moment and they're in a good position because of the first half many games, but I I still think Villa will
0: will drop off and and get in there. I tell tell you what I mean I know I put Burnley in the bottom three but you look at the character of those managers that are older and it's Sean Dyche those are the two managers you probably want running your football club to get you out of a relegation scrap wouldn't you agree well definitely Sean Dyche because he's done wonders for Burnley He's done, yeah, I mean, he's, he's done incredible. I mean, he's, he's now the longest reigning manager in the Premier League. You know, they've stuck by him for so many years. I feel for Sean Dyche because I think there has been some contract negotiations that hasn't gone through. And I think he has won certain players. But, you know, you get the impression that if anybody can get Burnley out of this, it's it's Sean Dyche. Unfortunately, we did say the same about Eddie Al last season, but that didn't go very well. Um, but, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> you know, we'll, we, we, we will wait and see. But um, going going up to the table Joe we'll talk a little bit about Leeds um, it's really been quite inconsistent haven't they but some really really fantastic football what what, you, what have you made of Leeds have you seen much of their action
1: um, I have I've, I've seen a bit of Leeds um, where, where I can um, Leeds we know are a great footballing club um, that's why you know they're back in the Prem um, and obviously they gave Liverpool a run for their money um, and they showed Really, what they're about, and that's what I think. I think they're they're about where they will be um, coming into the season for me. Um, I think where well, are they about? Twelfth, aren't they? Something somewhere around that? Uh
0: Yeah, the twelfth, uh,
1: twelfth at the moment. Yeah, yeah, twelfth. Um, and I think I think they're finished about there. They've got easy enough footballing ability to not be anywhere near um, relegation for me. Um, I just think they lack uh, certain positions to get them anything further up the table uh, I know this is going to sound so harsh him coming off a hat trick but I don't think Bamford's good enough um, for, for Leeds I don't think he's good enough striker for the Prem um, well, we've, we've, that, you
0: know. we've we've talked a lot about inconsistency, you know, you look at Leeds 1-3, three, lost 3, drawn 1, I mean that's inconsistency written all over it Can I just I don't oh. Troy, you, you're weighing in here, Troy, are you? What do you expect from Leeds? Like
2: they they're gonna be they're gonna have results like that because they're not a, they're not a top top club. I think mid table yeah. is their level. For
0: I team. think I think people were expecting more though, Troy. I think people were expecting more with 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 ben, with with Bielsa. I think I think people he was coming into the Premier League, and I think uh, Bielsa coming into the Premier League is one of the best coaches of all time. I think people were expecting great things you know and I, I completely agree with you I mean they've been in the championship for years so we can't expect it but I think people were expecting slightly more consistency because people talk about him like he's a god you know and I, I, I'd i be honest with you I didn't really watch a great deal of championship football I'm watching plenty of it this season um but um I mean, I, I, you, I, think I, you mentioned <laughs> they've had three losses
3: yeah the three losses were against Liverpool City and Leicester
0: the top very true. from last season in the Premier League. Like, that's, that's very true. We haven't, we, haven't, we haven't talked about Leicester a little bit. You know, Leicester very much last last year, we talked a lot about them. And we talked a lot about how, where they were going to be. Dr- really dropped off and, you know, didn't make it into the Champions League after all. They're third again. Where do you see Leicester? Would do you see a Leicester this year?
1: I never know. You never know. <laughs> you, you really don't with Leicester, do you? You don't know which Leicester is going to turn up. And that's that's the big issue. Um, you know, they come to Arsenal and just decide they're going to show up and and beat us, which is a classic, really, especially with Vardy scoring. Um, and then, you know, on their day, they are just going to beat, you know, sweep teams away. Um, you know, they even played, I know Troy's going to go mental. He's going to go absolutely mental. But they won. went out to Braga, didn't they? in 5-0 in in Europe this week and it's just like well if they can do that if they just do it consistently you're going to stay where you are
0: and I'll be and I'll be honest with you it's it's like when I think when I think of Leicester this season obviously I I haven't really watched a great deal of their games but I just think I get I got the impression in my mind that oh they're not good you know that their forms dropped off they're not in place and then they just suddenly turn up. You know, you look at the table, they're sat in third at the moment. They completely dominated Leeds. And, you know, there was some pretty poor defensive errors for that game. But, yeah, it really is a team. And I'll I tell you what, i, I mean, I, what do you guys think? I feel that this season could be the most unpredictable yet. And it already has started to be. Sure.
3: Yeah, I was going to say with Leicester as well, it, it depends on those around them who have suddenly... Um, doing better than expected like your Everton's and uh Wolves are still in and around that area I think and yeah uh, teams like that I think uh no I might be wrong in saying Crystal Palace there's another team who's like excelling like above it's Southampton I think, Southampton, I think yeah. yeah so like these teams are now suddenly pushing them as well uh so it's I feel like that area is more anyone's game than than even the title at the moment
0: Oh my God, yeah, South, Southampton are top Do you know what, I was literally just yeah. sat here thinking <laughs> I was literally I wonder, just sat here yeah. going Where are Southampton? And I've just had a look and they're top of the league at the moment Obviously they're playing as we speak They're are one they won- up as we speak And they're 1-0 up Yeah, Che Adams with the goal Tom, you literally oh, baffled me there I literally, I thought to myself <laughs> Southampton disappeared from my agree, from my yeah, table I, I knew it was, it was a team But I was like, hang on <laughs> I, but, think, I mean that, I think, that that that's gonna be in jeopardy though because obviously their biggest goal scorer last season was Danny Ings, had to have he, knee surgery. So. The one thing I was gonna say about Leicester is that they've they seem to
2: turn up against the big teams. They've they've beaten Arsenal and they've beaten they beat City um not long ago either. But then they're losing to teams like Villa, West Ham. You know, so they I think they're gonna be around the top six. Come into end of the season because they've got a good set of players and they've and alongside that they've also got a good manager in Brendan Rodgers.
0: Um, Very good manager. It's mm-hmm. just about finding the consistency against the. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are coming up to the end of you know and we've run out of time. Before we go, we need to talk about Ballers of the fortnight. Um, uh, obviously, we this is where the four of us pick a star performer um and give them the honor which i'm sure they're. this is the one they all want you know ballon d'or player of the season golden boot they don't want any of that they want the premier league fan podcast baller of the fortnight um and you know the prestigious award um i'm going to start so i'm going to go with um a liverpool player um diego jota really really good form Knocking some goals in in the Premier League, he's also done a few in the Champions League. Troy, sorry to bring it up, but he's 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 been very consistent. Um, he's been very he's been very good. So, Diego Jota is my Baller of the fortnight. Um, uh, Tom, who are you going for? Uh,
3: mine is Eduard Mendy, uh, the new Chelsea keeper. Uh, really hit the ground running, uh, keeping the clean sheets consistent clean sheets in a row and i think it's probably the best start a keeper's had a new keeper in the premier league has had probably as far as i can remember
0: I can't yeah think done he, that. he's he's also he's, he's also matching uh, petr check for his clean sheet record when he yeah. got to chelsea which is you know if he if he can if he can go in in and follow in following petr, petr check's um, footsteps that's that's pretty incredible stuff um, Troy, who who are you going for? Well, I would have gone for um, Mendy
2: as well, the Chelsea keeper. But um, if if I have to pick someone else, I'll probably go with Ward Prowse just yep. for his performance last weekend. And he got two goals, both from free kicks, which were
0: fantastic, and an assist as well. Um, so I'll
2: give it to him this week
0: yeah punching way above their weight aren't they Southampton you know now now I've realised they're top of the league um, albeit just for maybe a couple of hours um, that's a that's a bitter pill to swallow I'll, I'll have to have a have a drink when I come off of here Southampton top of the Premier League um, Joe we're going to end, end with you this week who are you going for who's your baller of the fortnight
1: uh, I've gone for uh, Jamie Vardy um, because he came back from injury, um, you know, got the winner against us. Um, he also scored against Leicester. Um, and scored against? Scored against Leicester, Leeds. Scored mean. against Leicester? No, he scored against Leeds for Leicester. <laughs> that's the one. I think that's the one, that's the one. Oh, I sound like Luke. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, he's 33 and he's just still yeah. doing it consistently. So i've gone
0: jamie vardy you can't be that much likely you didn't say bobby moore for your baller of the fortnight um
1: <laughs> uh, yeah
0: but yeah be, that, that'll be the next that'll be next podcast bobby moore Peter um we are flat out of time um i want to thank everybody for listening if anybody made it this far well done you, you're a bigger you're an inspiration to us all um Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say we'll see you in two weeks time but i tell you what it might not happen just keep an eye on the social medias at pl fan podcast twitter instagram Uh, we've actually started putting stuff on youtube some best bits i'm sure the guys would love to to you know but they'd love to cringe at some of the things they've said (laughs) follow us all on social media we'll see you next time but for now troy tom and i was gonna say luke luke's not here joe (laughs) thank you very much boys cheers I, chris thank you thank you I will, and we will see you again
2: play the music
0: play cheers, the music we are flat out of time for another podcast i want to thank you all for joining us uh, we will be back in two weeks time we say two weeks, you never know with us lot, it may be a little bit more, uh, maybe a little bit less, who knows, but you can always follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at PL Fan Podcast. you can join in the conversations and also find out when we're doing these podcasts because trying to organise the four of us to get together can be a little bit tricky, but we will be back, we are going to aim for two weeks But until then, we'll see you next time.